verse 17 through verse 19. Verse 11 through 19, excuse me, my mistake. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through verse 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Amen. And I want to talk to you today from this thought, a missed opportunity to be whole. A missed opportunity to be whole. Father, we thank you again today, God, for your goodness we thank you, O oh God, again for your grace and mercy, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove. Stay with us, God. Let us not leave the way that we came through these doors, but God, let us leave changed. Let us be renewed and refreshed in the power and glory of your spirit and love. We thank you again today in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. A missed opportunity to be whole. Amen. The lepers was considered to be outcasts. They had to walk around crying, unclean, unclean. They had to live in colonies away from everyone else and hope that they could contain the disease that these men or women may have. If they live in sin or we practice sin, it is almost like having leprosy. Paul began to tell us in Romans 6, amen, that the wages of sin is death, amen, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, lepers had one end state, and that was to die. They would soon deteriorate, deteriorate, their bodies would fall, their fingers would fall, their limbs would fall off. So they knew that their end state was nothing but death unless they received a miraculous healing. And we see here today in the scripture that here is ten men that standing aside and they began as Jesus entered into the city they begin to cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And when Jesus saw them, the scripture says, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they was going to show themselves, you see, the only way a leper at that time could be announced as being cleansed 
It had to be done by the priest. It was the priest under the law that had to announce all lepers cleansed. And so Jesus was not taken away from the law. So he said to them, go show yourself unto the priest. And as they was going to the priest, amen, they realized that they were cleansed. And one of them turned back and came to him and fell down before him, giving him thanks. And Jesus began to ask the question, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the other nine? Amen. Have none returned to give thanks to God, but this stranger, and he was a Samaritan. You see, they cried from a distance. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. You see, they began to acknowledge him as almighty God uh, when they call him master. Jesus says in John 13, 13, you call me master and you call me Lord uh, and you say, well, for so I am. Amen. He is the almighty, Paul says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world and received uh, back up in the glory. David was saying, Psalm 62, 11, and 12, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth to God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belong mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his works. It is of the mercies of God. And Lamentations 3 tells us uh, that we're not consumed because his compassion Fail not the renewed every morning great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope. Amen. But while we must realize the value of importance of obeying God's word, amen, it is designed to heal us, to deliver us, to set us free from the things that may be bound in us. Amen. We need to understand here that God desires for all of us to be made completely whole. But there's a catch here that we find that may be preventing us from being whole. And is the catch of thankfulness. If you notice, only one came back to do what? Give thanks. And he was made completely whole. You see, we find in today people are not thankful. They have no thanks for when people do things for them. It is kind of like the world we live in today. They're starting to feel and think that the things that they have or get in is owed to them. They have not a heart of thanksgiving. You see, that ingratitude will cause you to go further away from God and not realize that you really need God. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, that this know also that in the last days that perilous times were come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemer, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. 
So you see why we're living in this last day's time. We can see why unthankful is starting to be this way. People just are not thankful for what is taking place. Paul goes on and tells us in Romans chapter 1 verse 21, he says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts was darkened. Notice He said, because they was not Thankful, they became vain in their imagination. In other words, they become foolish and wickedness begins to prevail in a person's life. So what happened to these that Paul spoke of here in Romans 1, a man that was not thankful? He goes on in verse 23 through 32, and they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God and to an image made like a corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and to creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to this honor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affection. For even the women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burning their lusts one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, and vendors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covetous breakers, without natural affection, impassable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Notice where it all stems from. It started with unthankfulness. Amen. When you're not thankful for what God is doing for you, foolishness and evil automatically attaches itself to you. It stems from a heart of ingratitude. The Apostle Paul began to tell us that in everything to give thanks, uh, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The day that we don't have a thankful and a gratitude heart, our lives begin to spiral out of sync. Amen. And we find ourselves going round and around 
around and doing foolish things. And notice what he says here. Men leaving the natural use of the women start burning in themselves. Men against with men. If you think homosexuality just pops up by itself, a lesbianism just pops up by itself. No, it all starts with a heart of unthankfulness. Drunkenness starts with a heart of unthankfulness. Amen. We must realize that God desires us to have a heart of gratitude. Amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my heart cries out, hallelujah. And I thank God for saving me. Ever the psalms that we sing is to give God thanks, to give him praise, to give him glory, to give him honor. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. When I wake up in the morning, he is to be thanked. When I go to bed at night, he is to be thanked. Throughout the course of my day, if I have food to eat, I give him thanks. If I don't have food to eat, I still give him thanks because he's God. Amen. It stems from a heart of gratitude. Amen. I don't want to be in a downward spiral. Moses costing the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 4. He says, Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hands, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thine house and on thy gates and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore to thy fathers to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou buildest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord. Lord thy God, and serve him and swear by his name. Moses says, whatever you do, children of Israel, he cautions them. He says, you need to talk about God when you're in your house, when you're in the way. He says, whatever you do, when you come into the land of promise, and God is giving you cities that you did not build, and you've got wells that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. He says, you be careful that you do not forget God. When things start going good for you, don't ever forget God. You still need to give him thanks. But what happened to the children of Israel? They got into the promised land. They forgot God. They forgot that God delivered them. They forgot that God had fed them. They forgot that God had given them drink out of the rock. They had forgotten that their clothes and their shoes did not wear out. They were not thankful for what God had done for them. They saw it as a right. They saw it as a privilege.
They said to Moses, you're the one that brought us out here, so you owe it to us uh, to take care of us. You owe it to us to provide for us. You see, when we have a heart of ingratitude, we begin to say, you owe me. It's your responsibility to take care of me. This is what we see taking place in our world today. Everybody is saying the government owes me this. You owe me this. I'm here, so you're supposed to take care of me. They're not thankful for what they are being receiving. Amen. Everything that we get should be an opportunity to give God praise and to give God thanks. But the children of Israel had a heart of ingratitude. Why they sat and they ate the manna and gratitude dripped off of their lips. Why they drank the water that came out of the rock and gratitude dripped off their lips. Everything that God was doing for them they were not thankful. They was not happy about what God was doing for them. And so what did God do? He gave them over to a reprobate mind. Praise God. We have got to get into the hearts and realize that we need a heart of thankfulness, not a heart of complaint. Amen. It's easy to complain. Let's get into a heart of thankfulness. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, the rain is just washing away everything. Come on, guys. Be thankful. You don't think God knows what He's doing? He knows what He's doing. So we need to get into the habit of being thankful. That service was too long. Unthankful. Those pews are too hard. Unthankful. That air is too cold. Unthankful. That heater is too hot. Unthankful. We need a heart of gratitude. I wish you could go to some of these other countries where they walk eight hours to go to church and then they get there and they sit on the ground for eight hours to hear the word of God. Amen. If they can get a bowl of rice, a few beans on top of it, they're ecstatic and happy. If they get any kind of meat, they're really happy. Amen. We've got to have an order of gratitude of what God is doing for us. And this is what Moses is saying. When it gets really good, don't ever forget God. Because the same way God gave it, He can take it away. We need to have a heart of gratitude and be thankful. Amen. When Jesus came into the coast of the Gadareans, He was a guy. He was in the tombs. He was cutting himself. He was bond. He was screaming. He was crying out. And when Jesus delivered the demons out of him, what did they do? The people was not thankful. They kicked them out. They said, we need you to leave. Instead of being thankful, amen, that God had delivered this man, they said, no, you should have basically left him the way he was. What did they upset about? Because the demons went into the pigs. Amen. What is Jews doing raising pigs anyhow? To the Jew, it was an unclean animal. So what are they doing raising them anyhow? We need to be thankful. 
Jesus says in Luke chapter 4, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearts, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover at sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he handed the scripture back to the, the priest, and all the eyes in the temple was upon him. And he says, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. And they began to look at that, and what was an opportunity to have everybody there made completely whole, what happened? They rejected him. Amen. They kicked them out. They missed their opportunity to be whole. He came for a purpose to seek and to save that which was lost. But they decided to kick him out. Amen. When you lean to your own understanding, you're going to miss an opportunity to be made whole. David says in Psalms 118.1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for His good, for His mercy, and do it forever. Amen. We've got to have a heart of gratitude. Amen. Because if we have a heart of ingratitude, it is the spirit of the enemy of our soul. It is the spirit of selfishness. It is the spirit of rebellion. It is the spirit of thanklessness. This in our hearts. Amen. We've got to get to the point that God wants you to be made completely whole and it starts with gratitude. Amen. The ten lepers, one gave thanks, missed opportunity. You can never be made whole without it. gratitude. You've got to have it in your heart if you want to be made whole. The woman with the issue of blood we hear that story so many times. Think about that story. I don't know if you ever looked at Mark chapter 5. There's three miracles that take place in Mark chapter 5. First, you find Jairus' daughter. Jairus comes to them and says, Lord, my daughter is homesick. Come and heal her. He worships Jesus, and Jesus says, okay, he's coming. And while he's coming, what happens? The woman with the issue of blood interrupts the process. She reaches out and touches Jesus, amen, and she stops the process there. And because she stops the process, amen, you notice what takes place here, amen. Jesus says, who touched me? And she comes trembling and she fell down and worshiped him and tells him everything that has transpired. And he said to her, daughter, be of good faith. Be of good cheer, thy faith has made thee whole. Notice, she's made whole because she's thankful. She comes and she bows down. Anytime you're worshiping God, you're thankful. Amen. And so she comes and she lives down and she worships him. But notice now, as soon as this event transpired, Jarius, they come and tell Jarius, don't trouble the master, your daughter is dead. And Jesus began to say to him, be not faithless, but just believe. Amen. So when Jesus comes into the house, he puts everybody out, but Peter, James, and John, and the mother and father, and he goes in, and he raises the child back to life. Amen. He says, Tabitha, coma, I say to you, arise. And she rises up. She's made whole again. Amen. She's out of life. Amen. We're raised to walk in newness of life. But no 
notice something here. The woman with the issue of blood. How long did she have her issue of blood? Twelve years. How old was Jairus' daughter? She was twelve years old. So this woman had her issue of blood twelve years, the same amount of time that Jairus' daughter, amen, has been alive, amen. They're both twelve years here that you see, praise God. And I could go into all kind of pneumology about this, but I don't have the time. But you see that the whole thing from the man in the tomb to Jairus' daughter to the woman with the issue of blood all unfolds to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. If you're going to be made completely whole. Amen. You which were dead in your trespasses and sin have been quickened together with him by grace are you saved and not of works lest any man shall boast. It is the gift of almighty God. Amen. So those three stories unfold to you the true meaning of the gospel of Jesus Christ because without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins but they're made completely whole that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all please and then fruitful and every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God you see to be made whole is to be well of anything that's trying to trouble your mind trying to trouble your heart trying to pull you under see you want to be well in your thinking and in your mind you want to be happy and healed of your past hurts your past problems your past situation you want to be overcome of anything that's trying to burden you and to pull you down and to pull you under you want to be living as a life of love because God is love and you want to have the endurance to be able to run on in the time of trials to run on in the times of trouble that's what it means to be made whole and that's what God wants is to build you up to strengthen you so you can run this race with patience looking unto him who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't miss the opportunity to be made whole. Praise God. David says, amen, in the word of God, thou desires not sacrifice. Psalms 51, he says, else I'd give it. He said, you desire a broken God and a contrite heart, O oh Lord, you won't despise. See, you've got to remain humble. When you remain humble, you will always have a heart of gratitude. You will always be thankful for what God is doing. Amen. In your life. And Luke chapter 18, at the end of the chapter, you see, amen, a man sitting by the wayside. His name is Bonimaeus. And as Jesus is passing by, they begin to ask the question. He says, what's going on? They says, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Amen. And I can just imagine if the man is sitting there. Amen. He's been waiting. He's got blindness in his eyes and he can't see. Amen. But he desires to see. And he said, what is taking place? Amen. And they said, Jesus is passing by. Maybe he began to ask them some questions. Maybe he says, is this the same Jesus that they said raised the dead back to life again? And somebody would have said, yes, 
That's him. And maybe they says, he asked another question. Is this the same Jesus that took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 people? Yes, that's the same Jesus. Is this the same Jesus that they say came walking to the disciples on the water and calmed the sea? Yes, that's the same Jesus. Is this the same Jesus, amen, that parted the Red Sea and caused the children of Israel to pass through on dry ground? Yes, it's the same Jesus. And he says, don't be mad with me. I've got to ask you one more question. Is this the same Jesus that they said was born of the Virgin Mary? Yes, this is the same Jesus. And when he heard that, he began to cry out, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. And the people told him, be quiet, hold your peace. But he says, no way am I going to mix this opportunity to be made completely whole. And he began to cry out again, Jesus, I son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And the man come and Jesus says, what will you have me to do? He says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus says, be done unto you according to your faith. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus in the way. You see, when you got a need, you can't let the opportunity pass you by. Amen. You've got to call him. You've got to reach out to him. You've got to not be worrying about the surroundings of anyone else. That's why the woman with the issue of blood, she says, if I can but touch him, I will be made completely whole. Twelve years, she couldn't go to church because under the law, as long as she had a blood condition, she was unclean. And uncleanliness could not go into the house of God. That's why when you see Rachel, amen, says to her father, amen, Laban, I'm at that time of the season and I can't get up off the saddle because it is dirty. Amen. And that's what it meant. When you had a blood condition of a woman, she was classified as unclean. And so the woman with the issue of blood was classified as unclean. She couldn't go to church for 12 years. Everywhere she sat, amen, was considered to be unclean. Can you imagine what is going on in her mind for 12 years that she can't sit any place because people knows what is going on She can't go to church. She spent everything she had trying to find a doctor to take care of her issue. And she can't find anyone. So now her only recourse and hope is for a miraculous healing to take place in her life. And when somebody told her about Jesus, she said within herself, if I can but touch just the hem of his garment... I will be made completely whole. And she got her opportunity when Jesus walked in through the town. She reached out and she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus says, who touched me? Cyprus says, Lord, everybody is touching you. Jesus says, oh, no. Somebody touched me because I have felt virtue go out of my body. 
Amen. And he turned around and he saw her and she come trembling and fell down and told him everything. And Jesus says, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Be it, be made whole. Amen. And she was made whole that very hour. She could not miss that opportunity. And I come to tell you today, don't miss your opportunity to be whole. Tomorrow is not promised. You might think, okay, I've got time, but no, you don't. Amen. In Acts 10, we see Cornelius. The Bible says he was a devout man, one that gave much. Amen. To the church. He built synagogues. He did all kinds of things. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and says, Cornelius, your prayers and your alms has come up before God for a memorial. Now send the Joppa for one Simon Peter. He lodged by the seaside of the one Simon a tanner, and he'll tell you what you need to do. And when Peter came down, he began to preach about Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, why he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. Amen. And they began to say, Amen, that these has received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And they was immediately baptized. I come to tell you today, don't miss your opportunity. Naaman, amen, was a leper. When you go back to Second Kings 5, here's Naaman is a leper. But God was doing mighty works through Naaman. Amen. But when they heard that God was in that, the little maid says, if my master was in Samaria, the prophets would heal him. They send Naaman down to Samaria, amen, to the king. But the king says, I don't have power to heal this man. But Elijah says, send him to me. And when he came to Elijah, Elijah says, go dip seven times in the muddy Jordan River. And Naaman says, could not I dip in the water in Jordan? No. You could have, but it wasn't going to make you whole. You can't divert what God is trying to do. God knows where you need to dip. He knows where you need to go down at. And so when Naaman was going to walk away and miss his opportunity, one of his servants says, Master, if he'd have told you to do some great thing, you'd have jumped on that. You'd have did that. He says, how much more to dip in the Jordan River seven times? And when Naaman decided to listen, he went to the Jordan River and he dipped. And the Bible says that the seventh time when he came up, his flesh was as a brand new baby. He was made completely whole of the leprosy that he had in his body. Amen. And Naaman wanted to, to give gifts. He wanted to do all kinds of things. Elijah says, oh, no. No. Uh-uh. You don't owe me nothing. You just serve God. Amen. And that's the key, brothers and sisters. God wants you whole. He wants to make you completely whole today. Praise God. Let's stand. So I want to give you an opportunity this morning. You're here today and you need wholeness in your life. You need to be set completely free. Maybe there's something troubling you. Maybe there's something that's going on in your mind and in your heart and in your soul. And you just can't seem to break free. Praise God. I want you to understand that God is here to make you completely whole of whatever you may be facing in your life.
I'm opening these altars this morning. Amen. Praise God. Right where you are, either one, I want you to make yourself completely whole. But it's time that we come back to a heart of worship because it's all about him. Amen. Amen. We need to allow God to search us. We need to pray and ask God to search our hearts, to search our minds. He wants you whole, brothers and sisters. He wants you completely whole. Maybe you've got hurts from the past. You're carrying around. You've been carrying them a long time. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She carried hers for 12 years. But when she heard about Jesus, she said, I'm going to do something about it. 